no matter what or no matter how hard things are and things get hard for everyone I mean people have bad days and good days and you know bills to pay and um, things to do but um, I never take things for granted I really feel like I'm incredibly blessed We're excited to have a uh, marketing expert, PR events expert, Cindy uh, Metzler with us this morning. Thank you, Chris. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to hear about your story. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to share it. I love, actually, it's unusual because I'm usually sharing everyone else's story. So this is this is a little bit different for me. So it'll be a little bit different. Um, yeah. So how you feel? Feel good? I feel there really go. good. Yeah, right. thank you for having me. So let's start um, way back. Love to hear about your childhood, where you grew up, where you're from. Okay. I grew up in New York City in a little tiny place actually in the Bronx called City Island. It's a mile long and a half a mile wide, so a small population, one way on, one way off, a little bridge. And um, they call it the Nantucket of New York. It's a little tiny, like surrounded by water, so it's a very boating community, but also very city-like because it's in the Bronx. So, um, but very neat, very neat cultural experience, definitely a melting pot. Um, we went to school trips to the Statue of Liberty and the Guggenheim Museum, so that was super cool growing up. What was some of your hobbies or some of your favorite things to do growing up? Um, I actually loved going to museums growing up. Like when, you know, when we took the trips, I would actually, you know, we would take separate trips with our family and friends, and so I got very much into art and design and things like that, and I feel like marketing and PR, what I do now is somewhat creative and I've always had like a little flavor for art and I took art classes and things in school too so yeah so when did you about what time was it you got big into um creative marketing design that kind of was it high school was it before high school post well okay so I went to public um elementary school actually on city island where I grew up so it was where there were only 28 children from kindergarten to eighth grade in my graduating class and we're all a lot of us are still friends because it was such a small tight-knit group and then from there I went to um, you had to take a bus actually four buses to the city to, to um to high school and then I ended up going to an all-girl Catholic high school and um that's when I, I think I started taking art classes and things of that nature and got sort of into the creative aspect of um, work and life. And, um, and then from there, I went to college at the Fashion Institute of Technology, and which was really cool. It was, um, you know, lots of famous designers and um, marketers and actually interior designers, too, went to, like, uh, Donna Karen and so it was cool because we actually got access to a lot of those people so what made you want to go there what was it that you decided this is where I'm gonna go um, I think that I just had a passion for um, fashion at the time and also I loved marketing I loved writing I loved um, art so there was you know kind of a lot of that going on there and it was right in the heart of Manhattan and um, growing up like eight miles from the city, you know, right into the heart of Manhattan. I, you know, we traveled there a lot and, you know, it's one of the, obviously one of the coolest places, I think. I mean, there's so many cool places in the world, but Manhattan is definitely one of them. Absolutely. <laughs> so what was next after college? 
Okay, so actually, interestingly, my sister went to school for hotel and restaurant management, and I went to school for marketing and fashion design. And my sister, while I was in college, um, my parents owned a piece of commercial property where we grew up. And so she had just finished college and opened a restaurant there. And so while I was finishing college, I actually helped pay for part of my college through working at the restaurant. And I actually always t I tell my kids now, working at a restaurant, I think, is one of the most valuable things to do growing up, uh, you know, as a teenager, and then maybe even into your early 20s, because you learn about time management skills, you learn about um, juggling things, you learn about being a leader, you know, even if you're a waitress, you have to learn about how to handle stressful situations in the kitchen, outside, right. and customer service. Customer service, absolutely, yeah. So that was, I think, a really great foundational thing for my life and my career. And then from there, I actually worked there while I was finishing college until after I finished college. And then my first actual real job out of college was with Neiman Marcus. So I was like an assistant buyer in the fashion jewelry department. And that also, I feel like for myself, um, Neiman Marcus, Stanley Marcus wrote a book called Minding the Store, which is still um, like a foundational book for customer service. And I feel like that helped me um, basically build the foundation for my customer service skills. So. Um, and Neiman Marcus also, they have a program called, um, let me see if I can remember it, um, something like the Art of Customer Service. And it's a two-week program, very intensive. And they really are one of the leaders, Nordstrom too, but they were really one of the leaders in the customer service experience and treating customers, obviously, going above and beyond for them. And uh, so from there... I was actually recruited um, by someone came in and uh, recruited me from the Limited Corporation. And I worked for them for a few years. Also, for me, very foundational, I think, in you know my work ethic, working really hard, working long hours. We had literally 30-hour inventory shifts sometimes. And as I uh, ended up being promoted to the store manager, I worked at a store in Lexington Avenue in Manhattan, and then also their Roosevelt Field store on Long Island, which were two of their top performing stores. And um, at one point we had over 200 employees. So it was, again, a lot of juggling. And um, you also had to manage time management because if the sales were down, you had to cut staff. And of course, you know, you had a matrix that you had to follow. And so you, you learned about profitability and things of that nature. And also as a leader, you knew that, okay, well, someone has to stay if we don't have a lot of, you know, money coming in to kind of make up those hours. So I feel like those two experiences definitely were very foundational for me. And then from there, I started getting into marketing and PR. I actually moved to Florida. Um, let's, let's pause there. And yeah. I'll, I'll, you touched on some great things already. Leadership, customer service. Um, those are some things. Um, work ethic, we talked about earlier. If you would just expand on those three things first, start with leadership, I think obviously it's so important. Yeah, so I feel like when you realize that people are relying on you to make decisions, and like for example, in New York, um, it snows in the wintertime. I had an hour commute to get to some of the stores that I managed, 
And if I didn't get to the store, I mean, lots of times the mall is like, you don't really think about that if you're not in the business, but the mall is um, open a lot during snowstorms, unless it's really bad. But, you know, the manager has to open the store, otherwise the employees can't get there. Mm -hmm. And so I, rem I actually remember, because I was in my early 20s, and I remember my mom would say, that's crazy. Don't drive, you know, don't drive in the snow. It's dangerous and this and that. But, you know, you learn, I think that if when people are counting on you, like if what if I don't show up, then what is that? What message is that going to send to the, you know, the staff that and it's like I said, it's at one point we had over 200 during the holidays at the Roosevelt Veal store where these people are counting on you and they're looking to you for leadership so that's definitely leading by example so the next thing customer service talk about the importance of customer service um well i again i think two of those experiences i learned a lot about how to really value customers and without customers you really don't have business so um and i know the mindset now which i i actually agree that the mindset of treating your staff really well obviously that translate to translates to good customer service but um you know without the customer you really don't have a business so i know the importance of you know going above and beyond and your customers recognize that i mean even in my business now as a marketer you know you build a reputation on um providing a certain level of customer service and people have expectations and hopefully you try to exceed those so awesome uh, work ethic work ethics um uh, you know it's so different now. We talked about that. What, what can you say about work ethic? Where you got it? What your thoughts on it? Yeah, that's interesting. So, I actually have an article that I wrote on LinkedIn about um, a little bit about work ethic. Just growing up, my dad um, worked for the New York City Parks Department and always had a side hustle. When I was growing up, he, my mom and dad raised four kids, and again, we grew up in. New York City, it was a nice area. It wasn't, we weren't extremely wealthy or anything like that, um, but obviously happy growing up. And my dad, uh, working for the Parks Department, he cut down trees and then he got promoted, but he always had a side business. So he always, you know, when he came home, he went to work at six o'clock in the morning. He came home at three o'clock. He then went out to work again, cutting down trees to make sure that everybody in the family had food on the table and Christmas presents at Christmas time. And um, my mom too, ironically, she she was a stay-at-home mom, but she did have certain jobs at certain points. Like she always was a, what I call, an, a, you know, an American picker before it was really popular. <laughs> so she was a collector. So she would go to garage sales, thrift shops. We One of the properties that they had had a little store and she would always, it wasn't like she went there every Monday through Friday from nine to five, but it was like a hobby of hers and she always um, made money doing it. Like she would find the most amazing little treasures, like she'd find a Tiffany lampshade for $5 and then she'd be able to sell it for $5,000, you know, just really cool things and she has an eye like that. So I definitely feel like my work ethic came from my parents, you know, you like you see them working very hard to provide and again, it wasn't easy. I mean, I think back now, I was just at Disney a few um, weeks ago, and it's expensive for a family, and a family of four that many years ago to be able to provide, you know, for a family of four to go to Disney. 
and um, we never really thought about that obviously growing up or that we were um, you know didn't have things that we needed but I look back now and I think geez it's pretty incredible that they were able to provide that well during that period so yeah that's great so let's get into marketing and PR yeah, so I have a marketing and PR company. I generate press for clients. I do marketing strategy. I help businesses grow. I'm also very passionate about connecting people. And one of my side hustles is co-organizer of TEDx Boca Raton, because again, that's a passion of mine, basically getting people's stories out. So I love hearing people's stories. I love sharing people's stories. I like getting them in front of the news media and sort of giving them a microphone. Now today, it's very different because we're here. I mean, you can make your own story. People can create their own story every single day on LinkedIn, which is a really cool, cool thing, or on Facebook or whatever social media channel they decide. But And the PR field has changed and morphed a lot, but it's still, I mean, to get an article in Forbes, which I've gotten for clients, Wall Street Journal, obviously a lot of local media coverage, Inc. Magazine. So there's lots of things like that that I think are still very valuable. How did you get started? Okay, so I always had a passion to have like sort of that creative um, background. And then um, I, I guess when I left The Limited, I started working for an agency. And it's interesting because um, I was working in retail for a few years and did well and then transferred to Florida. And, um, but I decided that I didn't want to, which is ironic because I still work seven days a week, but I didn't, at that time I was in my mid twenties and I said, you know, I work seven days a week, holidays, nights and holidays, weekends. So I, um, you know, at the store and obviously during Christmas and Thanksgiving and, you know, uh, certain days they're closed, but obviously leading up to big holidays, you're very, very busy during, um, mall hours. So... I had an opportunity to work with a small uh, ad agency in Boca Raton, and they had a lot of tech clients. It was actually during the dot-com boom. So that was an incredible experience and very foundational for me because I got to work with a lot of, you know, IBM is actually, their headquarters is in Boca Raton. So we had a lot of IBM spinoffs, speech recognition, voice over IP which 20 years ago was very cutting edge. Now it's obviously common. Um, but yeah, that's sort of how I got into, I started with this small agency and then we, we had about four people when I started, we grew to about 25 people and, um, we had some incredible, really fun clients. We worked with American Express, Motorola. I worked with a lot of fortune 500 companies and obviously a lot of small businesses too. So it was, it was a very cool experience. And, uh, we did media tours in Manhattan, Silicon Valley, because again, tech space was really hot back then and now it's hot again. So I have a lot of tech clients now too. So if someone's thinking about getting started as an entrepreneur, what advice do you have for them? Well, interestingly, um, I would say that, and I think people know this, that it's it's really seven days a week. I know my kids say to me, oh, mom's the only person at Disney with a laptop in her purse. <laughs> so there's things that, you know, sometimes you have to be connected, but even though you're working a lot of hours, there's still lots of wonderful flexibility with it. So I would say, you know, it's something that, you know, it's give and take. You, you're maybe not in an office from nine to five, like a regular job, um, but you know, you have flexibility, but you're also giving a lot too. Cause I, I definitely work on weekends now. I mean, 
lots of times I have to pivot because with getting media coverage for clients, I can pitch a client to the media for weeks and then all of a sudden I get a phone call that they want the client on the news the next day and then all of a sudden we have to pivot our whole schedule and make sure that happens. So yeah, so it's interesting, but fun. I love it. What about besides the laptop at Disney, what's another <laughs> tough experience that you could share? Um, well, one personal experience, it's really not business oriented, but um, when my daughter was born, um, and she's 14 now, so when she was two months old, I found out that I had melanoma. And I, um, you know, she was only two months. I remember bringing her in the car seat into the dermatologist and um, ha saying, I have this strange mole on my leg and I hadn't noticed it before and all of a sudden it grew. And then um, I got a call a couple of weeks later that it was melanoma and then I had to have surgery immediately. And of, of course, all of a sudden, these thoughts of mortality go through your mind with having a baby. And um, yeah, so that was a very, you know, honestly, it made me so grateful. And still every day, I'm grateful. It's It was very pivotal in my career and my life, because no matter what, or no matter how hard things are, and things get hard for everyone. I mean, people have bad days and good days and, you know, bills to pay and um, things to do. But um, I never take things for granted. I really feel like I'm incredibly blessed. And um, I would say that's a great message. And having you know being part of the tedx i got exposed to so many incredible people that have over overcome obstacles we had a women, woman last year who was um came out of prison after um many years and now she actually coaches other people to she goes into prisons and talks to them about you know basically overcoming things and staying out of prison and we had um, one of the fathers from Parkland who lost his daughter in the Parkland shooting, Fred Guttenberg. And when I hear his story, and his daughter was 14, and my daughter's 14. I have a son, too, who's 10. But um, it, it really hits home, and it makes you realize how precious life is and how you want to really appreciate every moment that we have. So what's some of the uh, goals that you are most proud of that you've accomplished? Well, I think being a mom is definitely one of my proudest things. Um, I don't always feel like the best mom. I think a lot of moms that are working moms and even moms that are um, you know, not necessarily corporate moms are always juggling and trying to do their best. So, But I do feel like incredibly proud of being a mom and uh, of my children. Um, I think you know, there's lots of different awards and things of that nature through working with different clients that um, have been very, very exciting. You know, um, a couple campaigns that we worked on that got recognized through Addy Awards years ago, and those are credentials that I think are really exciting to have and also carry through. I mean, also getting certain clients and telling their story on, you know, Forbes years ago, I collaborated with um, a doctor's group and we got a, a group of doctors on um, Dr. Oz. Um, so things like that, I love being able to, and this is one of the reasons I'm passionate about the TEDx and Boca also, is because um, I feel like um, sharing people's stories and getting the word out and inspiring others is so powerful because people learn from other people's experiences and I feel like it's it's something that you know everybody takes something away like you said Chris before we started no matter what you're doing no matter where you are in your life 
you can um, benefit someone else. So what goals do you have from today forward? Some things you're looking forward to? Okay, so I actually am really excited. I'm working on hopefully getting a license for TED Women. So I'm planning to go to um, the TED Women Conference in December, and um, I want to host a women's conference, and I'm also working on a women's networking initiative um, called the Sisterhood for Success. So I've met some incredible women through TEDx, but also just through my life, like best-selling authors, women that have lost their husbands, overcome obstacles, um, gone through cancer. I mean, everybody has an incredible story. And I feel like, um, obviously, not just women, uh, but I feel like there's a niche there and a value. So I'm working on this. It's a passion project of mine, the Sisterhood for Success. We're going to be putting a conference together next year for woman, women. So that's that's what I'm really, really excited about. Oh, that sounds like that sounds great. Yeah. So what, um, you know, people that want to get involved in, in, in marketing and PR, some people look up to you for what you're doing. What advice do you have for them to get started? I would say to definitely go online. There's so many online courses available now. And the other cool thing about, I mean, it's it's good and bad, but you really have to stay on top of your game, go to conferences. Like I go to conferences a lot. I go to educational seminars. I listen to webinars with social media, marketing, press. Things are changing every single day. Um, so I would recommend, you know, there's there's courses on LinkedIn that are free that you can participate in. You can Google, you can get certified in different things um, from a PR. There's different organizations like um, the Public Relations Society of America is a great organization. They have an event coming up, um, things like that. You know, surround yourself with people that are actually doing it and are successful at it. Um, well, we want to thank you, obviously, for the help you've done with uh, helping us promote the Fit Team Palm Beaches Marathon. I'm a and huge fan of Fit Team. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So we definitely want to thank you for that. Anything else you want to mention? Any last words? And, and besides the marathon, other things you've done for us, we're, we're very grateful. Oh, Thank yeah. Well, I have to say I get inspired working with inspirational people. And obviously, Chris, your story is incredible. I don't know. You should actually have someone interview you on the show because I know your story. Because when I work with clients, I s sit for a couple hours and I, I basically interview them about what sort of what we just did and sh and learn about your backgrounds and um, you know, you have a military background and there's things that people, you know, your journey was not easy. You've gotten to an incredible place and I think that you have so much value to share. And um, yeah, so I feel like it's it's been an honor to work with Fit Team and I get so excited working with different clients and sharing their stories and you know, you were featured in Inc. Magazine. I don't know if everybody knows that, but that was, I think, an incredible accomplishment, you know, to share your story in ink how you grew so quickly but it didn't happen that quickly we all know it's right. success is not overnight people think it might be but you worked many many years to make this happen thank you yeah so any other thing any last words besides me <laughs> um well i would just tell everyone to stay tuned for the sisterhood for success keep your eyes out we've got an incredible network of women i know joy from um linkedin joy mcadams heather's going to be we're going to be promoting her book through the sisterhood um, confidence creator and a bunch of other incredibly inspiring women fabi powell she lost her husband a couple years ago to cancer and now she started a foundation to support 
people with cancer, sarcoma. So I think uh, just stay tuned. It's called the thesisterhoodforsuccess.com. You can check it out. And um, there'll be some events coming up. And we'd love to, to invite people to join. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Chris.